to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city, we unlocking the statements. Streaming every Friday. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are streaming on all social media platforms, including YouTube as well, at Keys to the City. We're going to get into the NFL in just a few minutes. We'll talk about the New York Giants and how this game literally is a such a winnable game. If the Giants can't win this game, we have major issues going forward. We'll tell you the whole injury report for the 49ers. You're not going to believe it. It is, it is fascinating how many players are out. We'll talk about Dak, another prove-it game. We know how he is against better competition, higher competition. He struggles. You're playing against right now, to some, maybe the early season favorite in the MVP and Russell Wilson. And then I want to talk about Carson Wentz and Drew Brees, two quarterbacks that are so respected around our league but yet have struggled in the first two games early on in the season. Why is that? And then we'll close out with the massive Monday night game, Lamar, Chiefs, Mahomes, Ravens. It's everything you want in a park. Hopefully, hopefully Lamar some... can win this one. He hasn't beaten Mahomes yet. That's true. But he is home. It's a fascinating week in the NFL. And I want to bring in the Joseph Aguirre because we are starting off with some New York Yankee baseball. Where is he? He's hiding. Where is he, Joe? Oh, there no, he's he here. Yeah, no, I thought you were hiding. I thought you were MIA like the New York Yankees in the past couple games. The New York Yankees bats have gone MIA. They're getting – they're getting the schnoz beaten by the Blue Jays, losing last night again, getting swept. Now they're on a five-game losing streak. They are well, they're one and four. They've lost five of their last six. Okay. So because they lost to the Red Sox, they won, and then they lost the next three. So, so, let's, so let's get into it. The playoffs are about to happen. We're on the verge playing, finishing off with the Miami Marlins, another team that surprisingly will look like they're going to make the playoffs unless a drastic – Unless they get swept or something, the Miami Marlins are going to make the playoffs this year. So shout out to them, the team that had COVID, the only and is going to make the well, playoffs. Well, no, even the, Car- no, to, no, no, the, the Cardinals. The Cardinals are not even going to play a full sixty game season, and they're still going to make the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs. Here's, they said the only reason they would make up games if it comes down to a differential doesn't look like it's going to be, but you know it's still to be determined. You got three major games this weekend, and for baseball, this is th- these are playing games. This is a pre postseason three-game series this weekend for a lot of teams. Because for the Yankees, they can't get swept, okay? Their games are still meaningful. So, And for the Marlins, as you just spoke, Trev, their games are meaningful because oh, they need to win to, to solidify their position in the playoffs. So let's get into it. Coming into this year, before all pre-COVID, the New York Yankees, along with the L.A. Dodgers, were the odds-on favorite to return and make a World Series appearance. I think we all – really came to an agreement and most of MLB, that's what I had them. most MLB people around the world would have said that it would be a Dodgers Yankees World Series well the Dodgers have played their part they look like the front runners right now to just not the NL but to win the whole thing and then the Yankees coming in kind of slow coming in cold right now what do we make of this but it could be also interesting because of that P word and I say the P word is pressure the Yankees coming into this year faced Immense pressure, along with the Dodgers, because they signed Garrett Cole. This was the one we were waiting for. This Yankee lineup, we always said, oh, they need that true number one ace. We thought Severino, he's been dealing with inj- he's been dealing with the injuries the past couple of years. But we always were looking for that true number one. We had CC back in the day. We signed Garrett Cole. Bam, there it goes. Everybody's on the Yankees. Oh, here we go. The Yankees spending big bucks. The pressure's on them. Well, they're struggling. So my question is, do the Yankees – actually face any pressure coming into this postseason because of all the injuries, because of the season, and just because of the way they've been playing. They're not one of the favorites to come in. I think we can all say if they do get hot, they could be the favorite. But that's a big if. Going into the AL side of things, I think we can all agree the favorite could be the Tampa Bay No, Rays. it's not could be. They are the favorite. I don't know because there are people that would say no, the it, Yankees still, when they get hot, they could be the odds no. favorite, Joe. So Am I is, wrong, guys? Yes, 100%. I think the Yankees, yeah. other, than, other than the way the – other than the way the Yankees match up with Tampa, which won't be a problem till a little bit later on, the Yankees are, the Yankees are the best team in baseball. 
top to bottom. There, no doubt about it. On paper, that's the best team in baseball. There's a reason everybody expected Yankees-Dodgers. We know the Yankees are capable of playing like the gangbusters that they are. They've done it twice. They've gone on two really sick runs this season. There's no reason why over the last couple of days, let them get a couple more losses in there. Who cares? Who cares? It doesn't, I mean, you're, you're, you're in a tough spot now anyway. You're going to have to bang your way out of it. And you've got the guy that you want in Garrett Cole. Masahiro Tanaka, 8-3 and three in his career in the postseason. We know what he does. Jay Happ's been hotter than anybody in baseball over the last month of the season. So I think the Yankees go into the postseason with a, a, a three-man rotation that certainly gets it done. The bullpen's got to get it together, especially Chad Green. And this team just can't take these nights off where they're not hitting. Yeah, I mean, see, I was listening. You know, listen. You, the way I gather a lot of information through internet and then watching the shows. So, and Joe, I think you're right. The Yankees Rays matchup does not work well for the Yankees. We've seen that. Absolutely. We've, seen, we, we've seen that. I mean, and it's not just one year of, of this is years. This is the last couple years that the Rays somehow match up very well. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, they match up very well. Maybe that's because they have good starting pitching and bullpen. Maybe because they have clutch in it. I don't know. Whatever the thing is, it's the same scenario that we use and Travis spoke about with the A's, the A's, Yankees versus the A's and the Yankees versus the Twins. The way I look at it is here's the thing. The biggest nemesis for the Yankees is the Rays. I don't look at anyone in the AL else that is yeah. in a team that like I fear. Yeah. I don't. Right now, we looked at the match. Right now, if the playoffs started today, Yankees would be the five. White Sox would be the four. I don't see the White Sox beating the Yankees. Here's two reasons why. One point, they haven't been there. This team is nice, the White Sox. They had expected this team that they were going to be where they would be this year and next year. It's a lot of young talent. A Braves player. Well, could that be Ten like – Could the White Sox be like that Yankees no. – That Yankees team of 2017 no, where we thought the Yankees were a year or two away. You know, I'm just, I'm no, just, just because just I think saying. this Yankee team is motivated, and when the playoffs hit, they could flip that switch. Oh. I really do believe that because – we spoke before, before. but it's only a three-game series. That's, that's okay. You got Cole one. You got Tanaka two. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and the way Happ has been pitching, I'd put him in game three. And I like that three against any other three, wow. except for maybe the Who Rays. Who would have said that yeah. at the beginning Here's of the other thing. Thing. The Yankees match up well against the Twins and A's, so I don't worry about those two teams. The thing is, I worry about the Rays. Who we would play in the second round if if the playoffs ended today, they'd play and, the White Sox. And see, and this then... team is so weird, and, and, and it's so uncomfortable to say, but – we talked about before the show the peaks and valleys of this Yankee team. They start off sixteen and six, then five and fifteen, then they go ten and zero. Now they're one and four with three games to play. We don't know what to expect yet. Is I mean, that, is that concerning? That's what I'm talking about because you only do have three games realistically against either the White Sox or whoever you play. I don't know depending on the series outcome this weekend. That is a concerning thing because of the game of runs. Like, and we and you said the switch. All it takes is all oh, you got to flip the switch. We don't know what Yankee team's going to show up. The only thing I think that hurts the Yankees is because it's a three-game set and not a five-game set, which it would normally be in a normal playoff year before they made the changes. I think the Yankees have a much more advantage in a five-game set because of the bullpen yeah. and because of their team. And usually the better team wins the longer the series goes on. In a short and three-game series, if if the Yankees happen to lose game one for some odd reason, then the, happen, pressure, comes, then the yeah. pressure really comes on Tanaka in game two to win the next two. And – and this team, you know, the question is, do the Yankees face pressure? Immense pressure. We talked about it when we did our first pre-show well, in June. Yeah, but not as much. We all have the Yankees-Dodgers. The Yankees, I wouldn't say as much Listen, now. if the Yankees don't make the World Series, and I know I'm clapping like an Italian guy, but if they don't make the World Series, it's a failure. You know, we've talked about this two, three years, and you and Joe have gotten into this. All. Hey, if the Yankees don't get the World Series, it's a failure. Joe was like, it's not a failure. This team wasn't supposed to be in the World Series. They won 103 games. They got a new coach. They got young players. Okay. I think now if they lose, in a, saying the and I'm losing, using the first round, it's a it's a failure. Don't make excuses. Short season, this and that. Everyone's facing this this scenario. But do you feel as though they they don't? I don't feel like they're going in with those expectations. Like I know they expected to win. It's the Yankees. It's like when the Lakers. It's like it's just how it is. It's that brand. It's the Cowboys. The pressure of winning. But you think about it compared to where they were at the beginning of January when they signed Garrett Cole to where they are now. Not many people are expecting the Yankees to win. You almost it's like still the Yankees. Almost, oh, cool. Joe, is, is, it, am I right like by saying that? It feels like – yeah, but you know what? A couple yes. of years ago, like I said, the 2017 team, yeah, they were the Yankees, but we all they came in as underdogs. Oh, but they're still the Yankees. They're coming in. Not many people are expecting. I feel like the pressure is more no, – no. I, feel, I feel like the pressure is more on the on 
the Rays. Listen, the, the hold Yankees hold, will go into the White Sox on, as the favorites. Ted, hold on for one sec. There's more pressure I would feel with the Rays just because how great they've been than the New York Yankees. We're not talking about the Rays. We're but, talking about the White Sox. I know, but I'm that's talking, the, but I don't care about the White Sox. Forget about every team other than the one team I think that the Yankees are going to struggle with is the Tampa Bay Rays because we've seen it. In our own division, my point is, is that, Joe, do you feel there's more pressure with the Rays because of how great they've been than it would be the Yankees? There's st- yet there is still pressure, but the pressure isn't as high. No, I think that and this is the stupid part of the way sports are covered is, you know, I, I think so many people just can't get over the idea that the Rays are a really great organization. Yes. We want to act like all the guys on the roster are like nobodies when, when you have at least a couple of all-stars on that team. You have guys who are great everyday players. So, you know, this idea, it's like the same old poor Rays. That's absolutely nonsense. It's all about the pitching. They've got great young arms. They figured out the right recipe where you, you know, throwing guys that throw 98 to 100 every inning after the fifth. I mean, that that's going to win you a lot of games if you throw strikes and you play good defense. And that's what they teach in that organization. So, Let's stop pretending this is the, the the Tampa Rays from 2006. It's not. This is like a big boy team. This organization's had 20, 22 years to like matriculate. And look, here's, here they are. They've got a formula that's enviable for anybody in baseball. You want to you run an organization, take a look at what Tampa did. Now, can Tampa continue to dominate the Yankees? No, they absolutely can't. That's going to come to an end. Just like every Yankee fan I see was like, oh, I hope we play the Twins. I don't care if it's in Minnesota. We always beat the Twins. This isn't like 2007. What are you talking about? Every series, every team is different. History is great. But if we just hang our hat on history, then we give idiot Red Sox fans like fuel to, to like, oh, those 27 rings. How many in your lifetime? Well, still more than you've seen. Um, still more than you've seen in your lifetime. So but settle see, down. Trev's thought process when he spoke about this, he's he said, "Well, I don't worry about the Twins and the A's because maybe of, I'm maybe I'm the past maybe history." I'm one of those and I and so, I feel that has to play a little bit into the factor of the ex players on the opposing teams when they go to Yankees. Like, are we? And like, you know what I mean? You get to the fifth inning and like you're up two nothing or three nine, then the Yankees come back. Like, oh boy, here it comes again. Like. Here's the Yankee rush. I think I think we as fans and people who talk about this look at, hey, listen, we don't worry about the A's and the Twins because of the history. And you expect, hey, listen, what's changed about the Yankees in the last two years that would say make you think otherwise? Nothing. It's the same players, the same personnel. If anything, maybe the personnel has gotten better for the Yankees. So why wouldn't this team – be able to handle it. So if you had to put your top three coming into the playoffs, it would be the Dodgers at number one for pressure. Then you would put the Yankees. I don't know. If I, I don't know if it's different. Me would be to me would be the Dodgers. Then I would put the Rays. See, then I, I would put the Yankees. I have to correct. I would you. put the Yankees. No, you don't have to correct me. That's just my opinion. I would say the Yankees at three and the Rays at two. Right. See, now. I don't know how you. That's put, just me. But I don't know how you put the Rays ahead of the Yankees. The because Rays don't they have, have pressure. Been, they've been. Trev, it's whole, the Tampa Rays. I know, I, that's the. That's what Joe just – if you listen to Joe, what he just explained – Yeah, but they don't face pressure, Hold on, hold on. If the Rays don't win the World Series – Hey, hey, hey. My point is, did you hear what Joe just said? I heard what he said, but if the Yankees and Rays – that's none of my business. If the Yankees and Rays – I can say it again if you want me to. Okay, I have to write it down for him. It's more disappointing for the Yankees if they don't make the World Series in the Rays. No, that's facts. 100%. I disagree with that. I'll tell you why. I disagree with him on that. I think if you're Tampa, I think this might be the best chance you have. That also I agree with. I, things are going to be very different for Tampa. Not more pressure, though, because not you more come pressure. Back, when you come back next year, you're coming back to a normal season again. Well, well Ted, but Ted what's, what's pressure? The ability to win a, again next season and sustain what you're doing, or is pressure living up to the high expectations of the fans and the media? Because yeah. if it's that, which is artificial and basically made up, I, I could look at the Yankees roster and be like, well, with all those injuries, third place is the best they could do. If that's the expectation I set, well, then they've exceeded it. I say that's that, so Hold on. It's a very arbitrary thing compared to this is a window for the Tampa Rays. They've got a lot of questions going into next season as far as as, as uh, free agency. So th- th- this is their window. 
Toronto's getting better. Baltimore's getting better. The Yankees are perennial. The Red Sox are in a rebuild that probably lasts through next season. This is the Rays' best chance to win a World Series. So, yeah, all the pressure is on the Tampa Rays right now. I agree with that. This is the best chance. But the more pressure is on the Yankees because, Joe, it is the Yankees. It's it's the nature of the ballgame. It's just like the Dallas Cowboys. It's just like the big pressure. That's a very very overinflated way to look at things. I always talk about the Yankees, the 10 years. It's a fan thing. Listen, no one cares if the Rays don't make the World Series, Joe. There's going to be – if the Rays don't make the World Series – Well, the Rays fans do. If the Yankees don't make the World Series – People is everything. We will talk about another disappointing. Yeah, but they're already saying they don't expect the Yankees to go to the World Series. So why would that? Why would? So how how would the Yankees be playing down expectations if people already don't think they're going to win the World Series? I think again, it seems more likely that the Yankees will will get hot. That the Yankees will do what they do in these series. They're gonna bash teams' skulls in. They've got the pitching. They've got the pitching. You've got three guys. You've got three guys in Cole, Tanaka, and Hap who can give you seven every night. I only need Britton and Chapman for one, and we can go home. And that's the, the, the recipe. Yeah. The recipe is there for the Yankees to just go in there, hit some home runs, shut the other team down. And if people want to downplay that on ESPN or wherever else, great. Uh, to me, that only sets the stage for the Yankees to roll through no, the playoffs. Hold on, let me finish. But off. that's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to I say. I just don't and, know what team's going to show up. I want to come in. That's hold what, on, hold on. That's why I want to come in. The Rays throughout this entire season, I know it's in a shortened season, but throughout this entire season, they've been consistent throughout. Am I wrong about that? They've been the best team in the AL. We've other than maybe a brief one week or two week period when we thought the Yankees or the Athletics were up there. But the Rays have been the most consistent team in the AL. They've been the best team in the AL. Where the Yankees, like you just said, Ted, with that stat, they've been so up and down that you don't know what Yankee team you're going to get. I expect the Rays coming into the playoffs as the best AL team, but that could be different with the Yankees. It's it's the thing is, which Yankee team is showing up? Because you kept saying they can flip the switch. One game, they can go off. For 12 to 15 runs, we literally just saw it two weeks ago. And then back then, uh, this week, they could go for one or two runs and can't hit a curveball. That's the thing where the Rays have been throughout this season have been at the top of the AL where the Yankees have been in that middle of the pack order. They've been up and down. Would you agree with the exception of Garrett Cole that we've this has been the same team the Yankees have had now for the last three seasons, yeah. right? Yeah. Enter yeah. Cole, you know, in, Cole, yeah. in place of uh, of whoever your ace at the time was. 100%. The the Yankees go into this postseason, as far as I'm concerned, as the best team in baseball on paper. On paper. I, I don't think that you can argue what the Yankees have on paper. And really, I mean, I think you're probably penciling in like Debbie, Debbie Garcia as your fourth starter. And again, in a rotation that's been great with guys who are proven postseason performers in Cole and Tanaka. What about so, the Dodgers? What about the Dodgers? Because the Dodgers might be the most complete team. I mean, you really look. I mean, everyone they have from the batting lineup to the pitching staff. The only thing you would knock on the Dodgers maybe the bullpen. bullpen again. Yes, but you know what? Which is the most important thing in the postseason. But if your starters are giving you seven innings and you're up seven to one, you know. Yeah, but no starters are going seven innings in the postseason, and you know it. You've been watching this garbage the last two years. What do we always say about with the Yankees and stuff? We always go to the bullpen. We're always oh, let's get to the bullpen. That's all we need. It's it's become a bullpen game in the postseason. I agree with Joe on that. We'll see what happens because there's an extra series. Joe, I will ask this, and and it goes with the pressure thing. And I'll ask Chubb too to you guys. Instead of we say we're eliminating the Yankees as a pressure, as a team, right? Then there's got to be pressure on certain players. Then, if it's not the yeah, Yankees well, as a team, then there's got to be pl- pressure on certain. I players think it's the obvious. I think it's the obvious right? ones. I and who it, do you think are the top two guys on the New York Yankees? I that have top, the most pressure? My top three players for me would be Sanchez, Judge, and um, and Stanton. They're yeah. three big bats. Not Cole. I, 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 yeah, if Cole doesn't. Prepare. Cole would be there. I mean, they all. I mean, Torres can be there. But if I had the two, do you think there's more pressure on the players in the team? Individual players on themselves. I actually do because of yes. who they are. Yes, because of the factor that Sanchez is still looking for a big contract. Judge is going to be looking for a big contract, and Stanton. Well, he's some. He just can't stay in the field. So I would say those three because we rely so heavily on those three. We always say, "Oh man, that the moment we got John Carlos Stanton, all we ever talked about. Oh my God, can you imagine? We're going to have Judge Stan and Sanchez. Oh my God, they're going to they're going to shatter records." 
That's all I'm trying to say. And then we're still waiting for that because they stay, they can't stay consistently on the field. It's like the Giants. The Giants finally had their first last week up until Barkley got hurt. The first time Daniel Jones had all of his weapons healthy. That's all I'm trying to say. I want to see these guys. It's very obvious. Cole would be a close fourth. Would literally be right there just because it's Garrett Cole. He's their he's their workhorse. He's their number one guy. Plain and simple. That would be me. I wouldn't say anybody else. If if anybody wants to, if 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 you guys agree, just nod your head and say yes. Well, I think sure. I guess I think you guys. Well, I, I, think, I, 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 think, I think though. He said sure. I think though in this year though, Joe made a good point. Is this egos? Is this team pretty much the same as it's been three years? It yes, has. But yes. here's the thing. I think the team going in there has to be different. Clint Frazier has to be in the starting lineup. Oh, he's not going anywhere. You know what I mean? I think most years you would say 100% Gary Sanchez has to be the starting catcher for majority of the games. He's not. Going I anywhere. think now that's a 50-50 question, and it's a legit question. It's And I'm not knocking him. Just the season he has is giving me that standpoint where, like, hey, listen, the ERA for the pitching staff is a run lower when he's not catching, but we know what he could do when the bat makes contact with the ball. It goes really far and really hard. The Yankees have to let Gary Sanchez play, and he's got to catch. You can't have Hishigawa be in the start full time catcher throughout the postseason. He has to play catcher. Now, if that's what Garrett Cole, okay. And if also, it's not I think Luke Voigt has to continue the MVP stretch he's had this season because we've seen this before with Yankee players in the past. They have a great regular season, and then the playoffs come in. And they chill. That's why, that's what I'm saying. All of them face pressure. But if I had to pick the top three, it's always been those three since they formed that trio a couple of years ago. That's just me. I mean, Cole is going to obviously because he's the highest paid pitcher in baseball. He's the guy that we all said this was the this was the missing piece. So Cole has to be in there. Torres is another guy just because he. The last time I remember him in the postseason, well, he was striking out with an opportunity for us to maybe win last year against the Astros. Um, Kyle Agashioka hit 255. Eric Kratz, 321. I mean, when these guys get in there, they they produce. Is this just another Romine thing? Of course it is. Because, again, look, the, these guys are only on Major League rosters because of their catching ability. Kyle Agashioka wouldn't be considered a prospect if he wasn't such an outstanding framer and a good receiver. He wouldn't be. He wouldn't be on the Yankees' major league roster. He just wouldn't be. Eric Kratz wouldn't be 56 years old and still playing major league baseball if he wasn't an outstanding catcher. So, again, to, to expect Gary Sanchez, who's a hitter, hitter first, always has been, make no mistake, we know what Gary's weapons are. Let's That's see anybody point. steal on Gary in the postseason. You know, I mean, no, again, no, you, you sort of alluded to it, Ted. It's a trade-off. You know, Gary, the, you might give up another run per nine when he's behind the plate, but he might get four back with one swing. See, and I think in the old way of thinking is if you the rest of your lineup, the Yankees, right, hits the way we expect them to, right? You can let Gary Sanchez sit on the bench because you don't need his offense because the other eight guys. If you remember the teams when the Yankees were good in the 90s, George Arati was their catcher. I mean, Posada later on, but you don't need a great catcher to be a hitter. He's there to be your defensive mindset. He's your quarterback. He's yeah, the one catcher. Listen, it's kind he of like is the, the, he's okay. the most important guy on the field other than the pitcher. He's the one calling the game, directing the shots. He controls all the base runners. Okay. You don't need your catcher. To hit three home runs in a game. Okay. If he can dominate the game, it's like a center. The center calls all the blocking schemes. Okay, we look at the quarterback, but who, where's the start? Where's the snap start? No, but catches, start he's got to snap the ball. He controls all the offense line, calls out all the blocking schemes. If you know anything about offense line, the center is the most important guy, not the tackle, the center. Everything starts from there. You, if the, Glaber hits the way he expect, you expect, if Stanton hits the ball, if Frazier and, and Judge and, here's and DJ done. and Geo and everyone else that I'm not naming, hits the ball like we expect them to, you don't need the catcher to go two for three with a home run. Here's he what can I, go one for three the catcher as long, doesn't as, he need to be. As, long as he dominates the defensive I side. I kinda, it's kind of like the tight end position where the tight end back in the day was just known for blocking. Now the tight end in the NFL is, is so valuable that you can use him as a receiver. George Kittle is one of the most valuable players in the NFL because he can block, he can receive, he can play, he can be a receiver as well. With the but the catcher – Look at the catchers now in, in the MLB. you got some great catchers that hit for power. Rio Milto, Contreras. I know him at Grandel from uh, Grandel from uh, 
Chicago, Sanchez. You have guys that can hit we'll 20 to – well, I said Contreras. That can hit for 20, 25, 30 home runs now, whereas catchers, you just don't need – it's not like the Joe Girardis of the game where it gives you 5, 10 home runs and you're good with that. Yeah, but they, the runs are a premium. Catchers the are more valuable. valuable. Better to have catchers a are very, are very valuable now, not just because of behind being as a defensive side of the ball, but offensively so as well. Then I'll ask Joe because he's always been an opponent of having Gary Sanchez. Would you rather take the defensive catcher in the playoffs than a hitting catcher who's going to slightly be not up to par on the defensive side of the plate? Well, so you, you made a really you made a great comparison back to Posada and Girardi. The Yankees basically tried to hand the job to Jorge Posada in 1997. Again in 1998, he basically split time in 99 and it wasn't until 2000 when he finally became the full-time catcher and then technically it wasn't until 2001 where he got the bulk of the assignments and that's when the Yankees just stopped winning World Series. So Say what you want about, you know, having a good defensive catcher when it was mostly Girardi. They won three out of four championships. So, you know, you could certainly speak to that. That was a team obviously known very much for its clutch hitting, uh, great bullpen, starters who had great postseason experience. I mean, those teams were very similar. Now, the difference between Jorge Posada and Gary Sanchez is Posada couldn't block the plate. He didn't have nearly the arm Gary Sanchez has, and he was a much worse receiver than was Gary Sanchez, not to mention, and I liked Jorge's bat later on in his career, but the difference between what Gary Sanchez brings now and what Jorge Posada brought in those late 90s teams, not even close. So that's what you really have to ask yourself. How much are you losing by sitting Gary Sanchez for a couple of games if that's what you decide to do? Or if you decide Hagashioka will catch Cole, but Stanton will be DHing that night, and Gary sits on the bench hoping for maybe a pinch inning opportunity, that's a decision you'll have to make. Does Gary's bat can Gary's bat in certain spots make up for his deficiencies behind the plate? Or do you ride to hot hand? You've got two really good backup catchers that you're probably bringing to your on your roster into the postseason. They're both going to be there. They're both going to play. And again, if that means that that Gary DHs some or just pinch hits, then maybe that's what it's going to be. But I will say this. I saw an interesting stat this morning. He's got 16 balls he's hit over 100 miles per hour that have landed in somebody's glove for an out. I mean, he has hit into this 140 batting average. I know it's bad. I know the 190 was awful last year, but you started to see it towards the end of last year he was kind of breaking out of it his chase rate's really down he's swinging at better pitches he's he's squaring up and hitting the ball did it just the other night where he hit one to the track nothing to show for it last night so, he had a 386 last night got caught the warning track an unbelievable <laughs> amount of bad luck that he's hit into where you know things could be i mean if he had 16 more base hits think about what that would do to his average right now we wouldn't even be having this conversation yeah. I mean, I, Joe, I will tell you this, and I said to Trev quietly while you were speaking, I just said, I'd put Gary on the bench because I don't think you can bring any – think about this. What team can bring Gary Sanchez off the bench late in the game for a, for an at-bat? I would – if you needed a home run, I'm not bringing Kyle – I'm not bringing him off the bench. I bring Sanchez off the bench. Listen, I know what people are going to say. He sucks in the clutch, all this other stuff. All it takes is one at-bat. All it let takes me, is one bomb, a home run, and it could fuel him and the team, and it can get rolling. Guys, like let that. me ask this very quickly before we get into the NFL. Um, what do you think is the most important aspect for the Yankees to be successful heading into the postseason? Very quick. Cool. Clutch hitting. Okay. It's all about clutch hitting because, and I'm, okay. because all we talk about this team is home runs, home runs, home runs. Who gives a crap about the home runs? I don't care if they don't hit a single home run the entire postseason. What do you do when there's two outs? What do you do when there's a man on first and no outs? Do you move him over to get him to third? Can you advance runners? Can you bunk? Can you make the simple plays, the smart baseball plays? Those are the things that matter most. I don't care about home runs because okay. we've seen in the playoffs it don't mean nothing if you can't win the games and at crucial times. Joseph? Yes. <laughs> what would, yes. Sorry, sorry. Wow. I caught you off guard on that one. What would be to you? Quickly, I know he's just he's just agreeing. The, the most, yeah, yes, just exactly. 100, the most important aspect for the Yankees to be successful head into the postseason. Clutch it, man. 
Uh, well, to, to me, I think I think the Yankees. I think the bullpen's got to get right. I think this bullpen's got to got to get back to coming in there and getting outs. And again, I don't go in there with their with the unrealistic expectations that everybody's going to pitch a, a clean inning every time out. Uh, which, especially when you're playing the best teams in the postseason, you're going to get dinked and dunked. But you know they can't give up eight, ten runs in an inning like we've seen lately. Adovino's got to get it together. Chad Green's got to get it together. I think Britton and Chapman will be just fine. But if those two aren't pitching well, I think this team could be in some real trouble because the, the bullpen is supposed to be the 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 strong part of the Yankees. A 4-7-8 ERA is not what you expected from this bullpen. And the 24 decisions is a lot. Uh, you know, when you consider that you've got, you've got, you've got right. I mean, that's. That's pretty bad. Uh, you know, I, I I might even think that might be you know, probably the some of the 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 biggest numbers in the game. Fifteen wins out of your relief squad in a in a sixty game season. But uh, if those guys don't, if those guys can't get it done, think about how the season ended last year uh, with Chapman. Can't have that. If the Yankees, if the Yankees are executing like they're capable of in all facets, I think, and I and I think right now they are for the most part. I think they're fine. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to I'm going to agree with both of you. You can't go wrong with either one. The clutch hitting needs to be better. We've seen it the past couple of years, and the bullpen has to be the bullpen of old, plain and simple. Yeah, I mean, you, so can't, you can't have what happened the other night, a 4-2-1 loss in Boone no. and Boyd caught and saying, we, I mean, that's – I mean, you're getting into postseason. This is when you're supposed to be starting to play your best ball. Can't the Yankees the ball, are can't throw cold. the ball, can't hit the ball. We'll see, how, we'll see how the series goes against the Marlins, but it's crunch time for the New York Yankees and for the rest of these 16 teams. I would heading like to see them the sweep and roll in. Holding, heading into the postseason, here we go. Postseason underway. Let's see what the Yankees are made of. Let's shift over to the gridiron and start off with the New York football Giants. Okay. We started on, I think we had a show when we have it, Tuesday, I think we had us two, three, and you guys both said that the Giants, you do not think the Giants are going to win. Okay. Well, the Giants are coming into this game 0-2. Well, well, coming up this week? Yeah, against the 49ers. We didn't do a prediction on the game. I know, but you guys did, didn't think. I think you both said you couldn't see that you could see the Giants easily losing this oh, game. 0-5. Oh, no, yeah, you you thought yeah, the Giants. Dallas next week and the Rams after this so, after San Francisco. So the Giants are playing against a team that is decimated. I'll get into the injuries in just a brief sec, but – this is a team that's fought the past two games. I know they're 0-2, but there's a lot of fight. They're never quitting. They're giving the best they got for 60 minutes. And this is a young team. There's not a lot of great, great talent on this team. But they're young, and they're going to get more mature. They're going to continue to grow. So I know they lose Saquon. It's a massive loss. But you're going against a team that we all thought coming into this season – might be one of the favorites to represent the NFC again I had them in as Tampa. You did, so did I. But I had them losing. So did I. But we didn't think that all of these players and some of the best players are going to be out for long periods of time and even out for the season. So, Joe, here's the injury report, and there could be more, but here's some of the names that are not playing on Sunday, why I think the Giants are going, and Joe Judge is going to get his first win come Sunday afternoon. Jimmy G is out. Mostert's out. Tevin Coleman. Debo Samuel. Jalen Hurd. George Kittle, Weston Richburg, Bose is out for the year. D. Ford, Ronald Blair, Solomon Thomas is out for the year. Drake Grinlaw, and Richard Sherman. If the Giants lose this game to a team that is probably picking up some of their practice squad players, we got a lot of explaining to do for this because this is a team, like I said, that I've seen in the past two weeks. Yes, they've lost, but they've had opportunities literally to win or stay in those games, and B, maybe not 0-2, maybe 1-1. One one. Well, realistically, could be 1-1 one one because they had the chance to win last week. So this team has had opportunities to win, whereas previous years, this team has been garbage and looks like they never had – they didn't care. Now they have care. If the Giants lose to a team led by Nick Mullins, who the last time I think he started was on Monday night against the Giants, in which he lost, the Giants should win this game. I do believe they have the better team coming in this Sunday. Giants, I know it's, I know it sounds crazy because we're talking about an 0-2 team. But the Giants should come into this game winning this game and going 1-2 just because of that injury report and a team that is decimated with like some of the best players. Well, 
Their well, two best players are out. George Kittle and Nick Bosa. I, and I think Nick Bosa they, they is, should, is There's the no way the Giants game. should lose this game, Joseph. And no, Ted. Stop. First of all, you're, you're, the two words you just put together. I don't Giants, care. I'm feeling bold today. The Giants shouldn't lose. Giants shouldn't lose. That's, that's hey, the first I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Like, I picked the Lakers to win last night. There's no way the Lakers were losing last night. There's no way the Miami Heat are winning, losing tonight. And then the no, Giants, wait, but 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 hold on. If, they didn't right have, now, if the Lakers didn't out. have LeBron James last night, you wouldn't say something out as ridiculous well, as what you're saying. Don't, don't do forget this. the Giants lost their best player and their offensive centerpiece. And their defense has done a good job, but they're not win. that good. They're probably not going to outscore San Francisco, so I don't know what you're talking about. No, the Giants were down 17-0 led by Saquon Barkley. They almost had a chance to come at the one yard. The, literally, the last play of the game had a chance to win. They you sound like the Democrats. Chance. We no. almost won. No, no we no, almost won. Don't, don't, no, you won the popular uh, vote. Yeah, you won the popular vote. Don't compare me to that now, please. Literally, That's what you sound like. Don't throw negativity like that at First me. Of all, hey, not for nothing. Not for nothing. If the Giants didn't play like absolute trash in the first half. for three quarters, oh, yeah. they wouldn't have been down 17 nothing. That's great that they finally had a good fourth quarter for the first time in like three years, Trevor. But you know what? If I'm going to get one good fourth quarter and three quarters are garbage, Let's go back to the old way because okay, that was so more enjoyable to watch. You're giving me all this crap. Says the same guy that still wants to praise Gary Sanchez and wants to say uh, he's the greatest catcher in the world, but I'm still waiting for him to get over 150 batting what average. Did I just, what did I just so, say like seven minutes show. ago? But you said huh? seven minutes ago to play Higashioka. What are you? No, no, no Joe, he's not listening. No, because I'm losing. I think my you got too much hair gel listening. in today, buddy. It's, it's finally happening. Joe, he's not listening. Because you're should finally, we write this down for him? Yeah. You're finally coming around knowing that. Get, no, but any, this is all we I'm need closed captioning, I think, on the screen. <laughs> this is a game that the Giants should win. No. They should Stop win. Stop saying that. They could. Okay. They're going to say, hold on. Hold on. No, no, no. could is a difference. Time out. In in the last three seasons, the Giants have gotten their asses kicked three times. That's it. That's it. So I want you to listen to me carefully. Okay. Carefully. The New York Giants in the last three seasons have lacked the ability to stay close uh, to, to to stay competitive in the fourth quarter. Okay. Which was a characteristic we grew very used to with Eli Manning. So the idea that this team gets into the fourth quarter the last couple of years and has been garbage and has figured out historic ways to lose, them losing at the one yard line on a I mean, does that did that surprise you? It didn't surprise I sat there like this. No, it didn't. Yeah. It did, no, that, it didn't that's that why seemed like, about right. That seemed like the way we, we you know what? We hadn't lost a game that way, so we were due for one of those. That's but to say that like the Giants to say they should win is is ridiculous. Good to win. say they could win is very reasonable. If but here's the thing. Daniel with this Jones. defense, with the Niners' defense beat up with Bosa gone, right? If what if, if, do they if have? hold Who's on for the first three quarters, the Giants had two plays go more than four yards. Both went seven and both ended in punts. Okay. That's big time yardage. <laughs> Every yeah. Everything else was either a three and out or a four and out. Okay. Okay. And almost every time the Bears <laughs> offense rammed when the Giants three and out, the, the Bears rammed the ball back down the Giants' throats. Giants can't stop the run, and the 49ers run the ball well. And race. Actually, their defense but, is right. But I'll tell you this too, Teddy. I think more importantly, because if you look at the numbers, the Giants look good. The defense has played the well, but if, the is the if they're out on the field, and especially if you're turning the ball over on your own side of the 50, boy, you're, you're just asking for points to go up. And if that's okay. three, four, or five times, you're going to lose 15 to five. Six, and that's why I think, you know what I mean? That, that to me, that's what I'm concerned about. Is are you gonna are you gonna leave the Niners on the field so long that Mullins connects on a couple, or McKinnon breaks off one of those 75 yard runs that he's gave three carries for 91 yards last week? McKinnon doesn't. McKinnon doesn't need. 
but a couple of carries to score touchdowns. Well, that's that's why he's on all my fans. Remember, we, they played the Jets. Don't compare but, the Giants and the Jets. But here's, the, the, here, here's the thing, and I think we're getting a little off topic. We are no, right. not. The, we're getting inspired the, right now. No, no. We got to focus it down on this. Focus it. Ted's bringing it back to life. Who would have thought that? Daniel Jones, we know he's a good player. We've seen him come back and win big games. We've seen his talent. Big game. He only has three wins in his career. <laughs> you know that? Yeah, three. So only got three wins. Hold on. Here's I, the okay, I, listen. I think if, if the way Trevor's speaking about it, Daniel Jones has to look like the number six pick. Then he has to play much better. Okay. You could tell me Saquon's out. Fine. All right. He was out last he year. Is. But you know what? So was he out last year. And this means that teams can't focus on one point. Yeah, the ball has to be sped around. Evan Ingram. Has to start looking like a, a number one first round pick, like or he needs to t kick rocks. Okay, Golden Tate, they got to use him in the slot, get him the ball on quick screens. He's like a running back playing receiver. He's great after the catch. Get him the ball early and quick. Let him make a couple moves. Give him a three yard catch. Boom. Let him see what he can do. Okay, we know what Darius Slayton can do. Can hit the can hit the deep long ball. All right, we got Deion Lewis. He actually looked pretty well last week in the second half. After Saquon went out, well. they signed Devontae Freeman this week. I'm excited, not to see how, I'm excited to see how people are like, oh, my God, Devontae Freeman. Well, what's going to happen if he gets hit behind the behind Also, the he's a, also a good pass blocker. He's one of his strong And shows. Wayne Gorman. Here's, Here's another opportunity for him to step up to the plate quick, and look the part. So, after Daniel I think this plays a huge point on Daniel Jones and the Giants offense. And can they at least score some points? Because we've had two drives in the last two games. We had a 19th play drive against the – Steelers, and I believe last week a 17 or 18 play drive, and I believe both times they didn't get any points. One was a pick. So we have to convert, and, and what that comes down to, that comes down to the quarterback making the right play and executing it. Here's right? what I was going to say. And if all these players for the 49ers are out, and we can't score more than 20 points this week, I think the Giants have to reevaluate who their quarterback is in the future because I can see other quarterbacks – out in the league, you know you look at Joe Burrow last week, you're like, that guy can play. You look at Kyler Murray, you're like, that guy can play. You start with – you don't need three years to figure out if a quarterback can play. We're already seeing Baker Mayfield and Darnold. See you later. You guys can't start Josh with – you're done. Josh Allen, Josh Allen he Josh can play. Allen. Lamar, Mahomes. You needed two, three games to know well, here's that a, guy's the real deal. Here's a bad stat for Daniel Jones. He has nine games with at least two turnovers since 2019, tied with famous Jameis. So that's a bad stat to have. But Hello, Trevor he's got, Lawrence. He's got – We'll talk about that. That all depends on this week. Can we just give a quick prediction for this giant game? Niners win 24-14. Come on, Michael. Where's the love? Just the tip, tip, that I love it. Mike Where's tip, did, Mike tip is love. a very blunt and very Joe, honest man. I would say Joe, a closer game. What do you got? Give me I, a score. Hurry up. 27-24, 49ers. Who do you got? I got uh, 23-16. I think the Giants lose late Niners again. Giants. Uh, Niners. Niners are going to win. Niners, so when the Giants win, everyone could be like, you were wrong. I'd be like, that's right, but my team won. Thank you very much. I'm going to go with the Giants 21-17. Joe, you guys should take a sandwich on that. No, I'm, I'm good with the bets. I'm I'm done embarrassing them. No, listen, you're taking a shot in the dark dark here, and you're hoping the most injured team in football. You're hoping, hold on. You're hoping that your team our team, our team, yeah, on its best day, can beat the 49ers on their worst day. And you might be right. And listen, I will be watching the game cheering that they win, but my at the end of the game when they lose is what I'm going to be like. Listen, Joe, hey, all Joe, I, Trev, Joe oh, I want to interrupt. Joe, Trev is right. And win one way with Daniel Jones is the better quarterback on the field this week. Nick Mullins. The Giants should take advantage of Nick Mullins. Not having the running backs, not having five defensive starters. The Giants hey, should capitalize. Win, if they win, because here's I don't the care, thing. I don't care how the 49ers secondary is not that good. They are good when they have D Ford and Nick Boza and everyone else on that defensive line. All I'm trying to say is if they win, I don't care how they win, a win's a win, Joe. And I'm, going with, the, the I'm, Giants. I'm going with the Giants. Plain Giants 31 to 6. Wow. Don't go there. It's a far. blowout. They completely no. dominate. It's Giants if win? they right, there's so a let's, pick let's six. Let's get over to the NFC. Let's stick to the NFC East. And a huge game in Seattle, the 430 game. Dak Prescott taking on oh that. that <laughs> no blowing in the night. I love it. Let's get into that game. And that's a huge game quickly. 
just a standpoint, you have right now maybe the best player in the NFL in Russell Wilson and playing out of his mind after big the big Sunday night game, five touchdowns, and then Dak Prescott. Starting to get a groove of things, but anytime you play the Atlanta Falcons defense, anybody's going to look amazing. Especially in Dallas when yes. they were up 28 to 3. Yeah, 28 to 3. They were up 20 points in the first it was quarter. 20 points. It wasn't 28 to 3. They were 20, and the Super Bowl was 20 to 3 in Dallas. Both times they blew the lead. It was in Dallas, both games. Oh, yes, it was. It was in Houston. Go look it up, actually. Don't don't ever test me with that. So, Dak Prescott, all we've been hearing this. Yeah, you know you're thinking because I know I'm right. Dak Prescott, all we've been hearing all offseason is what, what are you shaking your head at over there? Dad Prescott has been waiting for this big contract, and Dallas has been holding off. Well, does he deserve it? Well, guess what? This is a game that you deserve to get your money. If you have another big game like last week where you throw for 400 yards and you dominate against a team that is, to some, maybe the best team in the NFC right now, and you go into Seattle, I don't care if there's no fans or not. Anytime you can win in Seattle, it's still winning in Seattle. And Russell Wilson, we know what he's done. But Dak Prescott, do you want your money? Do you want to be considered one of the elites in this game? I'm still on the TBD uh, bandwagon because I'm still not sold on Dak Prescott. So he needs to come in and he needs to be great because every time he plays opponents that are 500 or better, he some way just goes like Andy Dalton, his backup. He goes MIA and he he decides to not become a a good quarterback. So it's a huge game for Dak Prescott, plain and simple. Russell Wilson's going to do his thing. It's that simple. He needs to be great, though, Dak Prescott. For them to win, he needs to be great. Remember this, that it wasn't until Eli went to Green Bay and won a big football game that we started putting the Eli in elite, elite, right, or whatever that. But again, right, I mean, he went in there on the road and he won some big games, and and that's why we talk about Eli Manning the way we do, and Cowboys fans can't understand that. They just just don't know, and I – and I, well, yeah, and I, the big games last I year, them. Lost, lost in New England, yep. lost at the Saints, lost the big week lost 16 game Bay. against Philly. And lost to Green Bay, too. Another, he, so, you he, know, you, you told me, listen, he's he good. dominates weaker opponents. He, he dominated the Giants. Yeah, of course. He threw for 1,000 yards. Had Everybody had 10 was dominating the Giants threw, last All year. over the Redskins, yeah. I mean, last week, we're going to talk about Dak Preston. He threw for 452 yards and had no touchdown passing, but he ran for three. But – that's on the Falcons. That's not on that him. That defense is atrocious. I mean, listen. That's the worst defense. That's called garbage points. And listen, hello, go recover the fumble. I'm at the onside kick. I mean, what are you teaching your guys down there? Dan Quinn, defensive coordinator. The Falcons are atrocious on the defense. Troy, Troy Aikman said one of the most true stats ever. I mean, last year is against the Bears, and Dak was racking up stats. Oh, it's just. It's just pity patty stats. That's the problem. That's what Dak Prescott does. He needs to take advantage of against a team that is, to some, like I said, a, su- a Super Bowl fan. And I maybe. question Dallas's mentality going into this game. Mike McCarthy, on the record, has says we need to cal- we need to score early and often. No, 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 no. You do not want to score early and often. You want to control the game. You want to keep you want number to three feed, off the field. You want to feed Zeke. Yep, yep. You want to control the score. You do want to score. Absolutely. You want to score touchdowns on field. But you need to control the game. And you, you have to do keep- not want to give Russell Wilson 12 to 13 yeah. extra possessions. Or to 13 total, extra. Not the total plays, possession. Plays. No, possessions. That's what they get in a game. Give or take 12 to 13. You're going to give Russell Wilson that many opportunities to score on you. You're going to lose. Okay? If you slow the game down and dominate the clock, you can you can condense those okay. possessions and you win the game. You do not want to go against Russell Wilson running around on your defense making plays because that's what he does great. That's where he is okay. the best in the league. When the plays break down, he is the best in the league without a question and doubt. What do you think? And he's the most accurate quarterback right now in football. What do you think, Joseph? I think I think the Seahawks are going to win this game. Is what I think is going to happen. And, I hope and you know, look, I, I mean, I think if you're I think if you're if you're Dak and I think if you're Daniel Jones, I think these are big weeks for you and for very different reasons. I mean, if Daniel Jones can't be a banged up 49ers team at home, then, yeah, maybe we should start talking about Trevor Lawrence or, you know, some new plan B, because that would be pretty telling. This is it's like you're you're being gift wrapped an opportunity to win your first game for your head coach at home. If you really buy into the system, prove it. And again, for Dak, a good team on the road. So it'd be a huge win for the Dallas Cowboys. They need this game in a big way. If 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 they're going to go anywhere, it's all got to start this week in Seattle for them. I think Dak is up for the challenge, to be honest, because 
I think when you've got that, I think when the, the dollars are sort of dangling out there, I think guys find a way to like get okay. it done. And, okay. and again, it'll tell you the kind of player he is, how motivated is this guy? Because this team should be 0-2 right now. They should be zero two. They should be. They should not be one and one. I think. I yeah. We're all on the seagull. Uh, Seahawks, seagulls. I've, I've seen so many. That's what happens when you go to the beach all summer. You see so many of them. <laughs> you know, me and Ted almost got attacked by seagulls the other day. By, by, what were you doing? So I, they were coming to attack my they chips. Were they were trying to get our chips. chips. So I chased him away, and then he was just flowing over me. I'm like, we were trying. We were trying to go after. Little, we were, rats we, with wings. We started, I th- rats yeah, we're all wings. we're all on the Seahawks. Um, Dak has to play well. He, if you want your money, you got to play well. He has to prove gotta, that he's the better quarterback in the field. You that have day. to prove yourself to be the better quarterback, and you want your money. Well, you got to go play and be elite. Then this is your opportunity Sunday, and that's afternoon. a good measurement of where you're at because yep. we're looking right now at Russell Wilson right now as the MVP favorite. That's yep. what the odds are right now. I know it's week two. I know it's crazy to even think about that, but the way he's playing right now is phenomenal. All right, so Dak Prescott, if you want to be paid like a guy like. Russell Wilson or the Mahomes. Or your counterparts, Carson Wentz. And Mahomes Wentz is probably and, and a Jared. bad name because no one's going to All right, Carson Wentz and Jared Goff. Yes. And, and Russell Wilson. Well, they're in, their, they're, in their draft, they're in their draft class. So but if you want to be paid like that, so. you have to perform like that. And listen, when when you win, you get the credit. When you lose, you're going to take the heat. So, you know, if you can't handle it, get out of the kitchen. Well, let me close out with these two things. We got another NFC game, East game. It's a – oh, no, two. there's two NFC East quarterbacks. I talked about Dak. I want to get into the other one. I just mentioned his name, Carson Wentz and Drew Brees. Now, these are two of the better quarterbacks, and then we're going to close out with the Monday night game quickly. These are the two better quarterbacks in the league. Drew Brees is an all-time great going into the Hall of Fame. His stats are amazing. Well, the past couple years, he hasn't been Drew Brees, and that's concerning for a team that is trying to get to a Super Bowl and get one last run with Drew Brees. We picked them both to make the Super Bowl. Yes. Okay, let's throw out – well, he doesn't have Michael Thomas. Well, what do we always say about Michael Thomas? He's the slant king. He doesn't go out deep. He doesn't go – I'm sorry. All of a sudden, well, he didn't have Michael Thomas last week. Okay. But Michael Thomas, we always have his nickname as the slant guy because he's always catching slant passes. My problem with Drew Brees, you see a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick last night. Now, I'm not comparing Ryan Fitzpatrick to Drew Brees that anybody's watching right now. But I'm saying this guy's 37 years old, about to be 38. He's still chucking the ball. He throws the ball. Yeah, he might have a lot of turnovers. That's fine. But you see him still taking chances. You saw on on Monday night against a Raiders team that doesn't have a great defense but played well. Breeze doesn't take a chance throwing down the field. Now, for Carson Wentz. That's because he doesn't have the arm strength. Well, still – He's Sorry, 40, he, he does, he's forty something plus years old. He does have the arms. I'm not telling him to throw 60, 70 yards. Sure, they don't have a deep threat guy. Okay? Emmanuel Sanders is not a deep threat guy. Michael Thomas, like you said, not, and I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm not jumping down your throat. Michael Thomas is not a deep threat guy. Okay? They don't have a deep threat guy. Everything is dinks and dunks, screens to well, Camara, and, and Jared Cook. This is not going to beat you. And, Drew, and, and we showing. saw this because last year when Minnesota – their way they beat them was you got to get pressure up in the middle, which we always used to say against Brady, because Breeze doesn't like to move side to side. He likes to step up in the play. I say the play up in the box, up in the. In now the I know I'm saying Breeze. I know I'm saying Breeze. I, they're one and one. Well, if you remember in game one against Tampa, he looked like crap too. He wasn't good either. It was their defense that was amazing and played well. Well, their defense struggled last week. They needed Breeze to come up big and he didn't he didn't deliver he's throwing too many short passes i'm talking about 15 20 yards. i think they'd be he's better not, with Taysom he's, Hill. Not, he's not even extending plays to 15 20 yards and you know he can't move in the pocket so this is this is one of his backbones for so, quite some time and it's not working now carson wentz hold on i get now carson wentz is different they're owing two they don't look good their offensive line is decimated but he in general hasn't looked good he's not making the throws like he is and this is one of the better quarterbacks in the league one of the more talented quarterbacks in the well in the league as well. At least Dak Prescott has been playing well. I'll give Dak that. Carson Wentz, these first two games, has not – Yeah, I literally said it the other day. He got freaking booed with no fans in the stadium. Like, that's how you know you're playing bad. Like, my question to both of you is, though, who needs to step up more for their team to be successful? Is it Carson or is it Drew Brees? It's both. If you had to pick one. No, it's both. Uh, because here's the thing, Wentz has not been healthy, all right? We've known that. That's been a fact that we've mentioned for the last three years. He had that one good season where he was MVP caliber before he tore his ACL in the Rams game, okay? He did not win the Super Bowl. Nick Foles won the Super Bowl. 
right? He didn't look good last year. Yes, I know he was great late in the season when they had no one and he beat Dallas, but then he got hurt again. Does he have the potential of being great? Yes, it's all there. You know it. Carson Wentz has all the makings of being great. Is it more of his? He has a, is it more of his team with the now, injuries, or is it him? Is it him? If you really want me to pick, and it's truth, and it's, I'll take Breeze. You know why? Because the Saints team have been using the same excuse. This is the this is the year. This is the Saints year. They're going to make it to the Super Bowl. This is the year. Well, the reason why they haven't last year is because of Drew's, Drew Brees' play. Because if you, we've said this over and over, and when you said it last year when we did the show, maybe the best thing that happened to the Saints last year was he got hurt. Yeah. So that he was rested and better for the, the stretch run down the thing. Because we've seen Breeze the last couple seasons, he's faltered as the season goes on because he looks like it, the season wears on him and his body. Joseph, what do you think? Yeah, I think Drew Breeze might really want to start considering, you know, an exit strategy out of the NFL. I mean, well, he's yeah, clearly not the same. I mean, I, I, I get the idea going for one more run, but we're on like season three of that. You know, I, I was just reading yesterday about Eli Manning and how happy he is in his retirement. And he talked about how hard it is for some guys to quit. And I think I think Breeze and I think Brady uh, are, are two good examples of that. I've talked to a lot of Eagles fans, by the way, who are absolutely over Carson Wentz. And you're seeing a lot more of that on social media. Again, you know, in the NFL in 2020, you, you don't have a lot of time. It, you know, the three-year plan is is they're turning into a two-year plan. And if you look Team around the league, at, look Team around Team the league at guys like Baker and Jones and a lot of these younger guys. I mean, look, look at if you're look if you're Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen can't even find and keep a job at this point. If you can't prove it right away, they don't even want you anymore. Yeah, so because people, if you're not, because people are losing jobs. People lose jobs. Absolutely. General managers get fired. Well, because they, look at what Lamar and Mahomes and Kyler Murray and Josh Allen have done. In, 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 was just going to bring those guys up. I mean, if yeah. and, and if you looked at, you know what, you stick these guys into the fire, you move on from a veteran as soon as you can. Aaron Rodgers looking in your direction, you're next. As good as he's playing, I mean, they've got a plan in place. They're, the Packers are smart enough that they're not going to sit there and be caught off guard when Aaron Rodgers starts to look like Drew Brees. And I think that's a really smart move by the Green Bay Packers. Maybe it's motivated Rodgers to play better. Maybe Rodgers is just feeling better in general. But you 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 don't want to be caught off guard as the Giants were and as many teams around the NFL are. And as New Orleans is, is about to be as soon as maybe next season. And again, I think the Eagles are really starting to reevaluate, especially the fans. But I think management too. This guy, you got to start winning games. Think about the way the, these two, the 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 Cowboys and the Eagles, were like fighting to not win the division last year. You take it. That's that, mean, that that's unacceptable. That can't happen again. If these guys are franchise quarterbacks, you got to get your butt out there and win some games. And once this will be a big game. I mean, they're playing the Bengals, both 0-2 teams. It looks like it should be a win for them, but you never know. Burrow looks very good so far in his first two games. He looks like they, they have a and plan. And they have an extra three days of rest. To prepare. I, I mean, we'll have to see. I was going to do the time constraints. We were going to try to get into the Monday night game, but we're going to come back on Monday to give us a preview. Also, we're going to talk about the Yankees playoff preview because then everything will be finally Prediction set. on the Rams-Bills. I like the Bills at home, and I heard a stat today. Bills are 12-2 and two at home when they're the favorite. That's a tough game because the Rams have looked very good against – Two NFC. But the teams. Bills play good defense. They'll stop the run, which will put pressure on Jared Goff and Josh Allen will make the plays. The, yeah, you know what, Teddy? Dead on. I think this is the game where Josh Allen, Josh Allen shows that he's better than Jared Goff and that he's got to start being considered a little higher up in everyone's top five rankings or your top six where everybody wants to stick Brady and some of these other old timers. Josh Allen is for real. Josh Allen said it in the draft. He was better than everybody, and he was right. Prove it. Got to continue to prove it. Well, Lamar's this is the week he gets to prove it. That's, this will be the a, week. That's a tough. That's a tough game to pick. I, I I guess I'll go with the Bills just because that defense is nasty. But the Rams, I love what they're doing offensively. A lot of little short thinking dunks plays, getting the tight end game involved. I, I like what I'm seeing from them. They have a lot of stuff going well for this Rams team, a team that not many people had expectations for. But that's a tough game. I'll go with the Bills. Josh Allen looks great. Jared Goff has looked great. That should be one of the better games of the weekend. There's a lot of good football this Sunday. I cannot wait. It's going to be fun starting at 1 o'clock. Hopefully Big Blue starts off with a nice victory, and, and we'll see what happens. Joseph, as always, thanks, buddy. Always a pleasure, boys.
Thanks, pal. Appreciate it. Like I said, we'll be back Monday. We'll do a Monday um, Monday morning recap of week three games, and then we'll do Monday night football preview. Probably one of the biggest Monday night football games I could think of in a long time. I wish there were fans. It'd be awesome. But we'll talk about that Monday night football game, Lamar versus Mahomes, Chiefs-Ravens. The battle for a number one seed is already going early on in the season. We'll talk about how the Giants do. And then, like I said, we could have an NBA Finals preview by then. So we'll see how the Lakers and Heat go, see if the Nuggets and Nuggets go for a third time, 3-1. And then we'll see if the Celtics could come back as well in their series. So we'll see. A lot of things happening. The playoffs in MLB is underway. The Stanley Cup, we can have a Stanley Cup champion soon as well. And then the NBA Finals are underway in the football. College football is back. We haven't even talked college football, but Pac-12 is back. So a lot of things happen in the sports world, ladies and gentlemen. It's a good time to be a sports fan. Everybody, we are streaming on all social media platforms at Keys of the City as well as YouTube. You can check us out there at Clovercrest Media. Awesome. New shirts, new hoodies. We'll be getting those sooner or later. But we are Keys to the City. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the City, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness. In the making, double up on facts we stating. Podcast and cruise control city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, Keys to the City. We are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.